edition of the John Kirkland Show. Glad you can join me. I've been away for a while, and so now that I'm back, I'm excited to go ahead and jump into my show here. First thing is first, um, I wanted to talk about a major issue, and it's, it's, it's bigger than sports. And right now, <clears throat> as you all may have heard of the Breonna Taylor verdict, number one, this is tragic. This is the most, most unbelievable thing I've ever heard. It's ridiculous and it's sickening. An innocent young lady dies and has nothing to do with the reason why the guy was shooting all over the place. And they don't call it murder. I wanted to speak about Breonna Taylor before I got I got into the sports because I think it's a topic that definitely needs to be talked about, needs to be shared. The problem that we're facing a lot of the times is that no one takes accountability for their actions. When you're a part of a police force, you're supposed to serve and protect, not kill black people. And till this day, I'm still trying to figure out or understand what motive do these cops have to pull their gun out every single time there's a traffic stop or every single time that they feel they need to chastise somebody, pull somebody over or feel the need to uh, bust somebody without a search warrant. There, There's a lot of things that have transpired in the last I don't know, since 2003 to where you, or 2013 rather, you have to have a search warrant. There's a lot of steps that these cops are refusing to take even though it's standard law. It's ridiculous. It's frustrating. And a lot of people say, well, all lives matter. At this time, in the society that we're living in, black lives matter at this particular time right now because those are the lives that's dying. It's ridiculous. This The judicial system, the law, they said it's not supposed to be perfect. It's not intended to make everyone happy. That is correct. And I agree with that, unfortunately. But the law... It's supposed to be right. It's supposed to stand for justice. If you are guilty of murder, you need to pay the price. Cop, doesn't matter. You need to pay the price. A cop does not have the right to kill innocent bystanders and get away with it. It's not fair. And all we're saying, all I'm saying, all LeBron James is saying, we want the same people to take accountability for the same things that you're holding us accountable for. Cops need to be accountable for pulling their gun out every single time and shooting each other or shooting us rather. But then they say, well, this guy was a threat. No, he never had a cell phone. I mean, he never had a gun. When I think about the police brutality, what the departments don't understand. 
all over the world is that you have racist cops on your force. And because you gave Breonna Taylor's family $12 million, that's supposed to erase what has transpired. All I got to say to all my listeners that are listening right now is that we have to vote and be careful who we bring in. We have to vote Trump out. Bring in Biden and Kamala Harris. That's where my vote is. You heard it first. That's where my vote is. Why? Because anybody's better than Trump at this point. My heart goes out to the Taylor family. And I hope and pray that one day these people are brought to justice because this is sickening. This is ridiculous. Now, let's move forward to basketball. I I have a lot to talk about, so you guys are going to be with me for a good while. A lot to talk about. First thing is first. I understand those that tuned in to the Nuggets and Lakers game. Lakers were up two games to none going into this game. However, the Lakers were unsuccessful uh, getting game three. So they lost 106-114 was the final. Now, what I noticed about that game was the Lakers struggled from the three-point line. They were not as efficient as they were in game two. I have to give credit. Now, I'm a man of credit. I have to give credit to Jamal Murray. This guy missed maybe seven shots for the game. He had eight rebounds, 12 assists, 28 points. He was two rebounds away from a triple-double. This guy balled out. Uh, Jokic, uh, had he went 9 of 14. He had 10 rebounds, 22 points in 37 minutes. Um, Grant had went 7 of 11, 3 rebounds, 26 points, 34 minutes. These guys were balling, and they just outplayed the Lakers yesterday. Um, they shot 37% from the floor. They shot 79% from the free throw line, and they out-rebounded the Lakers 53 to 34. That's the reason why we lost. That's the reason why the Lakers lost. They were, they were out-rebounded 53 to 34, and they shot... from the free throw line. That's not going to get it. That is not going to get it. I think they understand that. And I think that's where the Lakers have to make some adjustments down the stretch. I think they need more from Kuzma. They need more from some some of the guys that are playing off the bench. I was very critical of Codwell Pope. Codwell Pope is stepping his game up. Rajon Rondo's doing his thing. But I think we need more from Danny Green. Danny Green has to step his game up. I haven't seen a whole lot from Danny. And and I'm hoping that, you know, he can step his game up. Shout out to Dwight Howard. Uh, He's doing his thing when he gets a chance. And I think that the Lakers should be okay and get the job done on uh, late, you know, today. Later on today, hopefully they get the job done and be in a position on Saturday to close this bad boy out. Turnovers. The funny stat when I look at this game, the funny stat was 
was that out of 114 points that the Nuggets scored, they ended up with 20 turnovers. The largest lead was by 20. So they were leading by 20 with 20 turnovers, and they were able to out-rebound the Lakers uh, 53-34. They shot 79% from the free throw line, 37% from the three-point three line, and they shot 54% from the field. Crazy stat, but they beat the Lakers on the boards, and they beat the Lakers at the free throw line, and they, and they had more turnovers than the Lakers, which didn't make any sense. So what that tells me is that it was a possession. That means that the Lakers had some empty possessions on the less turnovers. So you're telling me in four trips out of the 16 to 20 turnovers that the Lakers had less. So they had 16 turnovers and the Nuggets had 20. So there were four trips within those total turnovers that the Lakers ended up empty. So they didn't score. They struggled. Anthony Davis went 9 of 17, two rebounds, 27 points, 43 minutes. That's not going to get it done, AD. Not going to get it done. LeBron James, 14 of 23, 10 rebounds, 30 points, 37 minutes. That's that that's good, but you can't do it by yourself. Caldwell Pope, 5 of 8, 3 rebounds, 12 points, 27 minutes. We just need a little bit more, Pope. We need a little bit more. So game four, ladies and gentlemen, to, game four will be tonight. You have to tune in. It will be tonight. Game four, 6 p.m., TNT, tune in. Lakers should get this one and go up three games to one. Now, I will say this. The Lakers have lost, they, they lost to a really good Nuggets basketball team. That's a good basketball team. A very good basketball team, ladies and gentlemen. I, I can't say enough about how well uh, the Nuggets have played, and they were able to knock down and, and able to knock out the Clippers. The Clippers were supposed to be here playing the Lakers. It was supposed to be the Lakers and the Clippers, but right now we're looking at the Nuggets. Impressive, and they were, they had to come. They had to actually, if you look at the last two series, they had to come back. So they had to come back and win Game Sevens in both series prior to playing the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. That's a really good basketball team over there. And I expect them to play hard. I expect them to give it all they have going into game four. Excellent basketball team. Uh, what can I say? Moving on to the NFL. And the NFL is interesting the past two weeks because if you look at it, the Raiders, they are now 2-0. and the 49ers, 2-0. The Cowboys, 1-1 with a hysterical game against the Falcons. I'll get into that in a moment. When you look at this week's games, it's some tough matchups uh, starting tonight. Tune into the NFL channel. 520 is the kickoff. You're looking at the Dolphins at the Jaguars. The Dolphins are on the road tonight against a Jaguars team that is looking for their first win. They're 0-2 right now. I do believe that the Jaguars will take this one. Um, the last couple of games that I've watched the Jaguars, they came from behind to try to seal the deal and came up short. Sunday night, tune in to NBC. Watch the Packers on the road against the Saints, 520 
is the kickoff for that. And then Monday night, tune in to ESPN 515 is the kickoff. Will be the Chiefs at Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be a very, very interesting and tough game. For those that are looking for the Sunday games, it will be the Cowboys at Seahawks. That game can be seen on Fox at 125 kickoff. Bears at the Falcons on Fox 10 a.m. Ravens at, I mean, Rams at the Bills on Fox 10 a.m. Washington at the Browns on Fox 10 a.m. The Titans at the Vikings on CBS at 10 a.m. And the Raiders at the Patriots on CBS. They'll take on Cam Newton and those Patriots on CBS at 10 a.m. 49ers at the Giants on Fox at 10 a.m. The Bengals at the Eagles. That game is on CBS at 10 a.m. And the Texans at the Steelers on CBS at 10 a.m. The Jets at the Colts. Uh, that'd be your later game, uh, 105 on CBS. The Patriots, I mean, I'm sorry, the Panthers at the Chargers on CBS, 105. And the Bucks at the Broncos on Fox, 125 is the kickoff for that game. And the Lions at the Cardinals on Fox with a 125 kickoff start. Now, this portion of the show is kind of like a Q&A type situation at this point. The, the Q&A meaning questions and answers. And these are the questions I hear all the time. And we're going to start with the first question. The first question is, is Jimmy G a franchise quarterback? Jimmy G, I thought, personally, could be that guy. I'm having a hard time seeing if he's that guy. He fell into a situation where the 49ers were already good before he got there. They added some pieces. They became the dominant team in the NFC. Turn around, fast forward, they're in the Super Bowl. And then they choke. Being an elite quarterback, to me, is more to it than just saying, hey, I'm a quarterback in the league, I'm throwing for 4,000 yards, I'm a part of a team that is on a Super Bowl run. An elite quarterback to me is somebody like a Tom Brady. No matter where they go, they make everybody better. And you win. In this league, in the NFL, it is about winning. It is about what you produce on the field that determines how well your football team plays and you guys winning. That's what an elite quarterback is, in my personal opinion. Now, back to the question. Is Jimmy G a franchise quarterback at this particular time? Absolutely not. I think he's very indecisive. I think he throws in double coverage. I think there's a lot that he needs to work on. However, in his defense, I do believe that the 49ers need to do a better job of having some offensive line to protect him. I think that they can beef up the line a little bit, in my personal opinion. Jimmy G, there is potential. There is a possibility he can get there. I'm just not sure it's with the 49ers. But it's possible. Anything's possible. So to answer the question, no. At this particular time, no. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. Question number two, is Derek Carr better than last year? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's much better than he was last year. 
for a couple reasons. One, he has a better line. Two, he has better weapons. Three, he's a better quarterback than he was last year. Absolutely. I have no doubt about that. Is he worth $100 million? I think he still has the rest of the season to prove that. My personal opinion. Are the Dallas Cowboys championship contenders? And let me add, I am a Dallas Cowboy fan, but at this particular time, no, they are not championship contenders. I think that the right tackle needs a lot of work. I do believe the defense is very suspect. And with us being able to score 16 points in five minutes and two seconds against against the Falcons in the fourth quarter is unprecedented. And it's the best game I've ever seen in football period however the Dallas Cowboys those kind of games are not going to be that way every Sunday I do believe they have a lot of adjustments to make on defense I do believe they have to do a better job of protecting Prescott and 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 if they can do that I do believe that the Dallas Cowboys can be a championship contender pending on the adjustments that they make there are some very very good tough teams in the NFC and and we just have to play better. We, we, we have to be, in order to contend with these tough teams, we have to make the necessary adjustments every single game. We have to. That's just my uh, personal opinion. Now, is Dak Prescott worth Mahomes' money? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. For this reason. Mahomes became the league MVP. Mahomes won the Super Bowl in the same year. And Mahomes did it in a short time. Very, very short time. As of right now, Dak Prescott did not achieve that nor accomplish that. Dak Prescott has not even been an MVP in the league right now. Can Dak Prescott can Dak Prescott get to that level? Sure. But he has to want that. He has to want that. And if he wants it, then he'll get there. But as of right now, no. Because what it's about is getting that ring. Getting that Super Bowl ring. And they did it. They did it. But can Dak do it? Sure. Is he that right now? No. But I do believe that he's worth more than Derek Carr. For sure. And Jimmy Garoppolo. For sure. Absolutely. Also, I just want to let everyone know real quick. Hey, if you haven't voted yet, get out there and vote, please. Get out there and vote is critical to all my listeners out there. Get out there and vote, please. This world is crazy. Moving forward. Just to let all my listeners know, every, every Thursday morning, I'm going to come to you. You can hear me every Thursday morning. You can hear my podcast every Thursday morning about 6 o'clock. We're on from 6 to 7. You can hear me, and I'll be going over a lot of the sports. I'll also, you know, chime in. Uh, the Continue to talk about the police brutality and continue to uh, just spread awareness, you know, about protecting yourselves um, and just actually, you know, pushing the fact that we need to vote. Um, and continue to try to make things safe again. You know, I mean, we, we, we have to vote in order to get things done. So I encourage.
encourage everybody to vote. That's one of the segments here on my show is that we want to continue to encourage my listeners uh, to vote. Moving forward, we have a huge, huge lineup on Saturday. And if you're not watching boxing this Saturday, I really don't know what you're doing with your life. And let's get into the boxing this Saturday on ESPN Plus. It's going to be Josh Taylor and Alfin Kundansung. 12 rounds for Taylor's IBF WBA Junior Welterweight title. And that's going to be on ESPN Plus. And if you haven't heard by now, this is probably the best card of the year so far. On Showtime pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen, we have Jamel Charlo versus Sergey Sergey Devervencho. It's Devrychenko. Twelve rounds for Charlo's WBC middleweight championship. However, I just want to remind people that Sergey is undefeated, and he's one of the top middleweights in the world. Just to let you know, if you guys haven't heard of him or seen him fight. I did some research on him. He's, he's, a, he's a top middleweight, and he's undefeated going into this fight. Jermail, his brother Charlo, versus Jason Rosario. 12 rounds for the WBC, WBA, and IBF Junior Middleweight Unification title. So what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is that if Jermail wins, he will be crowned the WBC, WBA, and IBF junior middleweight title so he will unify every single belt in the junior middleweight division and I am looking so forward to that um, I, I'm just just thinking about it I'm just going crazy over it one thing I want to I want to say about these fights is, is is getting into the Jamil Charlo these Charlo brothers are no joke, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't already seen them fight, if you haven't seen them fight at all, I suggest you tune into Showtime pay-per-view. Check that fight out. Uh, these brothers, they, they come to win. They come to win. They're not playing. They come to win. Uh, when you talk about Jamel Charlo, this guy, I, I, I will say this, and I, I, I do believe this. I do believe a lot of middleweights are scared to fight this guy. I do. I do. Um, no one has called him out. I would love to see him and Canelo fight. I think that fight would be the biggest fight in boxing of the year, besides the besides the um, um, the heavy in the heavyweight division. Some of the fights that they would make in terms of Wilder. Anthony Joshua, any fight that can make the heavyweight division, this would be the biggest fight of the year. Jamel Charlo, uh, junior middleweight, unification fight. Jamel is tough. He's a tough guy, and he's coming with the smoke. He wants all the smoke. I'm letting you guys know right now. This is a guy, he's a contender. I love watching Charlos. They, they, They come to win. They come to win. So, if you haven't tuned in or haven't bought the fight, I suggest you guys tune in Saturday night, Showtime pay-per-view. It is going to be a blockbuster. Um, 
it's going to be a big time car so check that out when you get the opportunity and I just want to also add that there is a UFC event also it's going to be Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa and you can that's going to be on pay-per-view UFC it's going to be a middleweight uh, fight uh, Israel's 19 and 0 Costa's 13 and 0 that's going to be a great fight tune into that if you haven't already tuned in it is going to it's, it's, it's going to be huge it's going to be a huge fight week you guys got to tune into that and that can be seen on UFC pay-per-view you guys tune in to that if that is what you're into in terms of the UFC now going back to the the NBA and, and there's some coaching changes the Bulls hired Billy Donovan the former OKC coach he's going to be now the new Chicago Bulls coach that's an interesting hire the Giants signed running back Devontae Freeman to a one-year deal worth up to $3 million. The Denver Broncos signed quarterback Blake Bortles. Uh, he's going to be replacing uh, Drew Locke uh, for, for his injury. And then once Locke comes back, Bortles will be back uh, as the backup. The Indiana Pacers to interview Golden State assistant Mike Brown. I like that. And I hope he gets hired because I think that he can turn the Pacers around. The Kings hire Rockets assistant GM as a new head of basketball operations. So they hired a new guy there. And just to let everybody know, I got bad news. Doc Rivers is staying as a Clippers head coach. The Clippers were the number two seed losing to the Nuggets. So... How that's going to work out, what moves they're going to make, you have to stay tuned to the offseason. But it is confirmed Doc Rivers will be and still the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, I was I was reading different articles and the articles talked about some of the moves that some of these teams should make. And what it was saying was that Houston should make a trade with Boston. And Houston should trade Robert Covington and Eric Gordon and a second round pick to Boston for Gordon Hayward. How do I feel about that trade? How do I feel about that trade? Well, it's simple. You're giving everything away for Gordon, for Gordon Hayward, a guy who cannot stay healthy. This is a guy absolutely cannot stay healthy. So what would be beneficial to the Rockets is if they knew this guy could stay healthy, it's a win-win for everybody. However, it beefs up Boston a little bit because you get they get an excellent shooter in Eric Gordon and they get a power forward in Covington who can shoot the three, stretch the floor, he can do some things for Boston. So it would be it would be a, a, a win-win situation if they knew Gordon Hayward would be healthy. And at this, at this point, he has not. So it would be a huge risk for Houston. Or it would be one of those situations where they, they moved on impulse. Now, this is a trade that I'm hearing. The Bucks and the Pacers. The Bucks would trade for Victor Oladipo 
and the Pacers will receive Eric Bledsoe, Dante Diavicento, and the 2020 number, the 2020 number 24 pick overall. What do I think about that? Well, it's simple. The Bucks have a lot of money tied into their players. Bringing in Victor Oladipo, I don't know how much that would help them. Not sure. I don't think it's enough to get over the hump, and I don't think it's enough to keep Giannis there in Milwaukee. I think they're going to have to do a much better job than that. So to to answer the question, no, I don't like the pick. I mean, I don't I don't like the trade. Orlando and Sacramento. Orlando would receive Buddy Hield. Sacramento would get Mo Bamba, Eric Forney, and 2020 second round pick. I actually like that deal. I do because Sacramento gets a big man, a young big man that can play. He can uh, shot block, protect the rim, score. And then Evan Forner, he's a great shooter. And you get a second round pick off the deal. Orlando gets a very, very good player in Buddy Hill that can score. He can average 20, 25 a game. Um, and I think it's a, it's a big upgrade for Orlando. I think it's a win-win situation for both teams. Now, these are the rumors I'm hearing right now in terms of coaching. I'm hearing that the Rockets are, iron, are eyeing Stan, uh, actually, yeah, Van Gundy, uh, Tyron Lue, Sam Cassell, and the Sixers are eyeing Dan Tony, and the Cavaliers, Tristan Thompson, could resign with the Cavs. Now, what is my thoughts on these, on these coaching moves? Who's the better candidate for the Rockets, Van Gundy, Ty Lue, or Sam Cassell? I would say I would say Sam Cassell. I think he would be a better fit for the Rockets. I think that the 76ers, Ty Lue, would be a better fit for the 76ers. And I think that Van Gundy and D'Antoni would just be out. Tristan Thompson could resign with the Cavs. What is my thoughts on that? I don't, for me... Tristan Thompson is not going to win anymore in Cleveland. I think Tristan Thompson should look at uh, maybe another team that he could help uh, help win a championship. Maybe look at Miami. Maybe look at Boston. Maybe look at the Clippers. Maybe look at Denver. You know, teams that are contending, I think it would definitely help his career. Um, he's still a good player in this league. And... Um, Resigning with the Cavaliers would be a huge mistake, uh, in my opinion. It would be a definite, definite huge mistake. And that's just, you know, that's just what I think. I think that if you're, if you're not winning very much in Cleveland now, I don't see very much of a difference later on. Baseball. Interesting. They only played 60 games this year. As of right now, ladies and gentlemen, as of right now, the American League, those who qualify for the playoffs, Tampa Bay Devil Rays, New York Yankees, Chicago White Sox, Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Indians, and the Oakland A's. The American League, those are the teams who qualified for the American League for the playoffs. National League so far. The Atlanta Braves, Chicago Cubs, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the San Diego Padres. As we move along before game one of the American League Series, Tuesday, September 29th, 
and then for the National League uh, um, series, and that starts Wednesday, September the 30th, I think we will find out the two other teams who will qualify for the National League, um, the other two remaining teams who will qualify for the National League. Now, let's talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers. I love the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's why I'm talking about them. I do believe that the Los Angeles Dodgers, this is their year. And I do believe that they will win it all. However, I'm looking at the way the A's are playing. I'm looking at the way Minnesota's playing. I'm looking at the way the New York Yankees are playing. And I'm looking at the Braves. The Braves were tough last year, make no mistake about it. But the Yankees seem to have some decent pitching. They don't have the aces that they used to have, but certainly they have the, the pitching. And then looking at Chicago White Sox this year, that's cool. I'm glad that they were able to qualify. It'd be good to see different teams make it and not just the same Boston, Yankees, Cleveland, which, by the way, Cleveland did make it. I'm interested to see how the Dodgers fare. I think this is their year. I I truly believe that. And I'm hoping and I'm rooting for my squad. However, uh, shout out to Tampa Bay. Devil Rays, wow. Uh, They've really improved. I believe they haven't made a playoff berth since 2010. I do believe from what I was told. San Diego Padres, congratulations to them on qualifying. I'm looking forward to seeing them in the National League series. Now, going forward, I kind of want to talk about another subject here, and I think it's it's, it's something that uh, we got to get into. I want to make this very clear. If you hadn't already... And I'm just, I'm just saying, I, 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 what I do realize is that some people in life are going to agree with you, and some people are not. Some people are just uh, biased. If you hadn't already voted, like I spoke earlier in my uh, podcast this morning, if you hadn't voted, please go out there and vote. Please go out and vote. Let's not make this a racial a racial. Um, situation because it's not let's not forget that Donald Trump is in office and he has destroyed this company I mean not company but this country he has destroyed this he's destroyed this country he has no respect for women he has no respect for anything and anybody he's the only president in the last 36 years 35 years that I've seen have the highest turnover in changing up his administration every time you turn around somebody fired every time you turn around somebody stepping down people we have to vote now I, I, I do I do want to touch on this and I keep hearing this People say, well, John, why do we need to vote for Biden? Can anyone convince me? Because he's similar to Trump. So why do we need to vote for Biden? Well, I'll tell you why we need to vote for Biden. 
I think Biden has some good ideas. I think Biden is so much different from Trump. And with the racial brutality going on, who does he have as his partner? Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is a bulldog. She's not playing. And this stuff is not going to continue while they talk about foreign policy. When Kamala Harris people is getting beat down, police brutality, getting shot for nothing. Now, she represents justice. And people say to me all the time, well, she put a lot of black people away. No, Kamala Harris did her job. She did her job. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And let's put it in perspective. Let's put it in perspective real quick. Kamala Harris, do you think that if she put a lot of black people away for whatever crimes they they did, proven guilty, do you think that she's going to wake out of bed every single day, turn on the news, and say, you know what? My people are getting gunned down. My people are getting shot. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to worry about what's going on in China. I'm going to worry about the military. I'm going to ignore it like Donald Trump. Absolutely not. And I think people are foolish to turn on the news and listen to Trump's nonsense and listen to the fact that when he talks about the coronavirus, the whole entire time, he's coming up with a plan that makes no sense. There is still no contingency plan on how to control the coronavirus. Every time he speaks, guess what? He has no mask. He has no mask, and neither does the people that you see on TV backing him up. Now, I will say this. Do I agree with the things that Trump is doing? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He always says, I'm the first president in 40 years to ever do this, ever do that. But what does that got to do with Breonna Taylor getting shot? Or Trayvon Martin? Or some of the people who were killed by police brutality? He never wants to touch on that. He never wants to talk about that. But the first time cop is shot. Here comes Trump. I don't understand. It's all about foreign policy. It's all about taxpayers getting, I don't know. It's, it's, his agenda is, does not evolve around what's going on in society today. And yes, I've said it. Black lives matter. And they're going to continue to matter until this stuff stops. I hope it does, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that all my listeners this morning is listening to me and saying, you know what? John has a point. I'm going to go to the polls and I'm going to vote. have to get Donald Trump out of office. This country will never be the same as we know it if we don't get him out.
as I said at the top of my show, my prayers, my 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 sympathy, my heart goes out to the Taylor family and all the families that were affected behind police brutality. It's ridiculous. I hope and pray that we can stop this. Because all this serve and protect, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see it. I have a son, African American. And I, I, I worry now. But if we do not get Trump out, we're going to have four more years to worry about our own people dying over nonsense. So again, everyone who is listening to my podcast this morning, The John Kirkland Show, and by the way, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you get out there and vote. Shout out to uh, one of my good buddies, one of the best artists, underground artists out there, unsigned artists, talented, a young man who's went from different cities and walked with the people and and protested and marched with the people, whether it was Portland, Sacramento, LA, you name it, he was there. And I'm talking about Mr. Sante Holland. Shout out to you, man. Uh, mad respect for you. You're doing your thing, man. You know, um, you lead by doing, brother. You know, you're not just talking about it, you're being about it. And so I just wanted to shout him out. And then also, uh, tune into Elijah, uh, his his record. He just dropped a new record. You guys need to go ahead and check that out. Um, awesome artist. He's a gospel artist. Make sure you guys go check that out. Um, he's an incredible artist. Um, same thing with Sante. They all got new music coming out. So guys check that out i think they're on all platforms as of right now i just want to say good morning you guys have a continue to have a blessed day let's be safe out there and thank you for taking the time out to tune in tune in every thursday morning 6 a.m 6 to 7 i will bring it to you every single morning thursday check me out the john kirkland show If you hadn't already, welcome to the show. If you have, I'll see you every single Thursday morning. Tune in. Thank you for tuning in. You guys be safe. Peace.